You're listening to episode eight of the Product Boss Podcast. In this Minasode, I take you behind the scenes and give you a peek into my own product-based Pinterest strategy. We go over exactly what I have planned in hopes that you'll be inspired to create a Pinterest strategy that is right for you and your business. Let's get started. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey everyone, I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everybody, Mina here, and today I wanted to go over my Pinterest strategy. If you listened to episode seven that just came out about cleaning up your product-based biz, um, I talk about how I'm breaking down my social media efforts. So for Q1, it is focus on Pinterest. This is where I'm laying out my strategy, really thinking about it and streamlining what I want to do. So I wanted to share what I'll be doing so then it'll give you some inspiration. So first I wanted to go over the difference of Pinterest along with um, the other social media platforms. So Pinterest is not really a social media platform like how Instagram and Facebook are. On Instagram and Facebook, they are really um, your customer or your clientele, they're really going on there to socialize and to engage. For Pinterest, they're really going on there for solutions. So it's a search engine rather than a social media platform. So when you think about search engines, um, number one is actually Google, number two is YouTube, and number three is Pinterest. This is where people are, we make it synonymous with, you know, I'm gonna Google this, but really they're inputting into a search engine. So when they're um, trying to find something on Pinterest, they're really looking for a solution to their problem, which is why the number one pins on Pinterest are the ones for recipes, baby shower ideas, wedding ideas, parenting ideas. They're really looking for something that will really remedy something that they need. So the really cool thing about Pinterest being a search engine versus a social media platform is that the pins on there stay on there for long term. So it's just like when you go to Google something, you could get something from 2015, you know, of those first three hits because um, they're going with keywords that are the most relevant. And the same with YouTube. You could get a YouTube video that is from four years ago as long as it's most relevant to your search that you put in. So for Pinterest, they could be getting a pin or a post that I put up there several years ago and it would still relate to what they're doing now. So that's the really cool thing about a search engine is that long-term effect, which is why I'm doing it now first for Q1 is because by the time that I get to my busy season, which is the summertime, then I really want my pins to have made their way around. So if you listen to episode three, you'll hear me talk about seasonality. So I'm building all my social media efforts 
to align with my busy season. So I really want to do as much as I can in my busy season to gain more sales, get more visibility, and really get more revenue while I'm in my busy season. It's just easier than than trying to get sales within my slow season. So if you haven't listened to that, go back to episode three, strategy for seasonality, and I get into what you should do for slow season versus busy season. So when you're thinking about your strategy for Pinterest, you should really be thinking about what people are pinning at a specific period of time. So we're in the middle of January. Right now they're pinning about the fresh year, the new new year goals. And then coming up is February where some people are pinning about Valentine's or love and March might be St. Patrick's Day. I kind of did it a different way because I might products, waterproof labels for daycare, aren't very uh, holiday-based. So uh, looking at that, for February, I am doing daycare-based pins. So I'm kind of trickling in my pins and layering them on top of each other. So for February, I'm focusing on daycare, you know, what you should pack, um, perhaps you need these labels, those sort of pins. For March and April, I'm focusing on spring cleaning, how my labels can really help you get organized in your home, and some tips on spring cleaning. For May and June, I'm focusing on camp, summer camp, and and really um, what kids need to pack and what they need to be doing for that upcoming end of um, the school year. So June and July, I'm focusing on travel, what families need to do to pack for their travel plans. I will label phone chargers because everywhere we go, we have tons of family with us and they have the same exact iPhone chargers. So little tips like that. So it really plays into what my customer is doing in that time period and how I can be helping them and serving them with tips. So in August and September, which is my big month, that is back to school. Back to school and getting reorganized at home. Um, September really is the new January as far as getting things cleaned up, especially for moms. So I'm really going to play on that. September and October, I'm going to be focusing on sports and activities for kids because a lot of the labels can be used on school equipment or it can be used on sports uniforms and dance uniforms, that sort of thing. So that's as far as I've gotten for November and December. I usually use those months to reassess what I'm doing and what I could be doing as far as my entire business. So I did not make any strategy for those couple months. That's when I'm reassessing. So looking at those, you really um, can make a strategy of your own. What is it with your products that could really stand out? Is it something for Mother's Day? Is it something for Black History Month? Is it something for um, October where it's breast cancer awareness? Any of those that really could be picking you know, the months or the holidays or the themes or the seasons of your customer really can help you create a base strategy so you can play off of that and really adjust what to what you really need to do. So for the second part of my Pinterest strategy, I'm going with different sorts of pins. So I'm doing infographics, which will really be photos and tips put into one fun graphic, or I'm going to be also pinning photos, just plain photos of my products. Third, I'm going to be doing photos with graphics. So this will be a combination of tips with my photos. And then I'm going to see which ones really resonate with my audience and my pinners and which ones they really like the best. So when it's my busy season, so June through August, like I said, I'm aligning my 
all my social media efforts to come to those busy months, then I'm going to be putting ad money towards the ones that I know are really doing well. Because I know that people love those particular pins. And I know that really hits with what my customers are really wanting. So again, I am testing out the different types of graphics. And then I am putting ad money, doing promoted pins on the ones that really hit home with my audience. So the other thing that I'm doing is that I'm going to be testing out buyable pins for Shopify. My e-commerce site is on Shopify and there are buyable pins. What buyable pins and buyable posts means is that your customer is seeing those poster pins and they're buying right there on that platform. So they're not having to leave Pinterest to make that purchase. And I can see if that is really helping my revenue as far as my e-commerce and really layering on the different pins that people are really liking. I'm really focusing again on to test out my pins, seeing what's popular, seeing what's really helpful for my customers and seeing what they're repinning. And then also I'm streamlining my strategy. If I see a particular pin, let's say infographics are really popular with my with my audience, I'm going to create variations of that for every single audience that I have. So let's say an infographic for daycare is doing particularly well. Then I'm going to do that for camp. I'm going to do that for back to school. I'm going to do that for home organization. And then I'm just going to keep doing variations. Just like when I was talking about in episode three about seasonality, how with your products, one of the best ways to expand and grow your product line and also make sure that you're offering what people want is that you're creating variations of your products. So basically seeing what's popular with your audience and then creating variations of that, whether that's a two pack, a different design of the same thing. It's because it's a really popular product and it's selling well. Well, the same goes for marketing. If a particular post is doing well, let's say an infographic for daycare, I'm going to do variations of that for every single use and purpose I have for my labels. So it really makes it easy for me when I'm creating content and also serving my customer base in the way that they like to be served. And then also with the products that they really need during that time period. Jacqueline and I will talk a little bit more about this, but we always talk about money, quality, and time. So that goes for social media too. Is your money being in the best use? Is Are you providing quality content at the best possible way? And are those people needing that type of quality? Do they want something that's not so stellar? Is that okay with just putting things out? Because sometimes it is, you know, that's the way it is for Twitter, for instance. You don't need to be putting out stellar stuff for Twitter. It's just a timing thing. So that leads me to my third thing, which is timing. So again, that's money, quality, and timing. Are you really putting your efforts in where they need to be? And are you aligning your strategy with what it needs to be at that time? So when thinking about Pinterest, what really works for you? What type of content do you already have that you could be turning into pins and posts? What type of products are you offering that could be really flipped to be really thought about in like a gift form. Like, is it a Mother's Day gift? Is it a new mom's gift? Is it a dad's gift? You know, anything like that, that you could be really putting into a post. Also, um, different fun ideas. Could it be turned into a baby shower idea, a wedding idea? 
anything where your products could be utilized in different forms and different purposes. Ask yourself those questions and really lay out a strategy for yourself or Pinterest that works for yourself and works for your business. Every strategy is different and every bit of timing is different. So again, that money, quality, and timing. So I hope that helps and hope that inspires you to create a Pinterest strategy that's right for you and your business. And we will talk to you next time on Thursday's episode where we'll be talking about manufacturing your big idea. It's actually my favorite episode. So make sure you tune in for this Thursday. Thanks everyone. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Product Boss Podcast. For free resources, materials, and to learn more about our mastermind or working with one of us one-on-one, head over to theproductboss.com. All right, product bosses, let's make it happen.